This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to Bass Fishing for Moves, Paddle and Fin Podcast, with your hosts Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Welcome back to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment of the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I am your host, Sean. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? And we got Dan and Jimmy in the house tonight. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, real down in the house. That's right. Real down representing. So thank you for joining us on short notice. Um, The the guest that we were going to have ended up in the ER uh, very short notice today. So uh, we had to kind of uh, call all hands on deck. Uh, We need help. So that's why they're here tonight. But we're going to talk about... Uh, kayak storage and uh, crates and that kind of thing. So, well, for uh, first, I'm going to be the guy who everybody's going against in the noob tournament this month. So, oh, yeah, th- th- this is also my chance to declare war against all the noobs. I'm going to destroy y'all. Y'all are going down. You're new as long as he doesn't go to the place he went today. <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> Starting out with a little change. I actually, I've actually had two or three uh, people already reach out to me saying, "When's this getting started?" So I, hopefully, you know, it's going to be another good month. Um, hey, I'm this... telling you, I'm, I'm calling it for the championship round. If y'all want to go against another host, I got it. Nice. Well, I know Susie, uh, Susie did pretty well this month, but man, they, they still, still had a couple of people ahead of her too. So uh, I think the, the guy who won this month had over a hundred inches. Um, I'm going to get in with Conrad Benetti and see if he'll let me. 100, 104, 20, uh, 104 inches and a quarter, so that's wow. that's a hell of a month. Okay, so. I'm going to go ahead and say that y'all need to vet y'all's noobs because those are not noob numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, there, there's been some discrepancy about, the, about, like, what's a noob. And this is for people to help learn about that. So they don't necessarily have to be a noob at bass fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, those people are welcome, too, for learning experience and all that. But then that we're not going to, just because somebody's a good fisherman, if, if there's noobs to tournament fishing for in kayaks, then that that's really what that's geared around, to kind of learn the, in, like, the process for, you know, Catch photo uh, release. release and all right. that. Ryan looks like he has like a really big eye patch on most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the mic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 start calling him the pirate. 
like fishing. I'm going to be fishing a lot in September, but it's all like not the best fishing lake. So uh, well, I'm not getting ready for bigger events, though. So. Yeah. So it's I'm not going to be fishing. It. I'm not going to put up over a hundred. So if you do that, you're going to beat me. I'll be lucky to catch ninety on where I'm fishing. But yeah. I don't know. They'd never need to put me up as the host to beat again because I, I have lost like all confidence in myself this weekend. I need to. I'm gonna come up there. I'm gonna cut off that underspin and I'm gonna teach you how to throw something else. Dude, I no. I threw a shaky head and a Ned rig most of the weekend. I didn't throw a. Didn't throw it as much. I'll but, tell you. If, you know, if I was you trying to do finesse. You know, two-day yeah. tournament, I'm lagging a little bit. Somebody's lagging a little bit. I don't know if it's me or Jimmy. You. You're bad. <laughs> no, if, but if you've got the rain that we had this this week and have been getting from that hurricane, everything's messed up, man. We fished today in a spot that was all over the place. The water was uh, dropping. It was going from cloudy to clear, you know, moving really fast. The fish were all in a funk. It was It was crazy. Yeah, I, I went all the way to Gunnersville. This morning, know, actually. Oh. We, we, I was in the KBBT, the team relay deal today, where it was four different people on a team, and they could be from anywhere. My guys, another one was in Alabama, one Texas, and uh, Matt up in Michigan. And it was three-hour deals, and I had the first three hours. And I literally caught my biggest fish in the last minute. Like, the last minute, and I got it uploaded the next minute, which you had an hour to upload it. I didn't know that, but that is the quickest I've ever CPR to fish. <laughs> like, I'm, I might put a guy an extra quarter inch, but it was, like, just as quick as I could take it and send it. So, it, uh, yeah, it was it was tough, man. That was only 15 and a quarter. So, I, I fished for three hours on Gunnersville, and the best fish I caught was 15 and a quarter. So. And now you understand the joke I said about he can't go there to beat y'all in the noob tournament. Uh-huh. But, but, but congrats to the winners today, seriously. It's it a cool event. It was fun fishing at a term, uh, team tournament. First time I had ever done that. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Your team seemed like it was pretty good, too. Like, the names yeah. on your team? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my, boy, my boy, Jeremy, he, uh, I had Jason Campbell and Matt Lentham. Linsman, uh, I can't say his last name because I'm from Mississippi, but uh, <laughs> or any name if you listen to the reel down. But he, uh, <laughs> but Jeremy killed it. He had a 20 and then like an 18, and within three hours, that's that's tough to do, you know. So yeah, sorry. No, no. So we're turning yeah, this def- into the reel down 2.0. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, we're just taking <laughs> it over. I'm just waiting for one of those big name guys just to pop in, you know. <laughs> well, we'll call Russ. Yeah. We'll Russ yeah. Why not? He hasn't been on for like what two days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Him and Cody Milton are just gonna. We're gonna have to like make them hosts. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, look, you ask the questions because I already know everything about you, man. Well, you know, Russ. You know, he lives here in the Nashville area, but uh, he's never been on this segment, you know. He's too good for us noobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did reach out to him a long time, like when I first started the segment, but we weren't friends on Facebook yet. Yeah, so and, it's, it's, uh, and so he, I don't know if he ever got the message or not. So yeah, I never did respect yeah, him. I'm telling you, y'all I mean, should reach out to him and Cody. Those people are full of information. Yeah, yeah, I want to reach out to Cody for sure too. Well, I got dude, we've had him on so many times that me and him just text and stuff now. So I'll just I I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. And he's on Team New. What up? Team Woo-hoo. New Canoe. All you Hobie and Jackson guys, whatever. <laughs> it it seems like everybody's switching I, to I was just gonna say that. That might mean <laughs> that there's something going right with that product. Hey, I I, t- I tell you what, I looked at the I, I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or not. I looked at the new canoe Frontier 12 before I bought my kayak. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I love the layout of it. I love how it's really wide and stable and the seat looks cool. And, you know, it's just so open. The one thing, and don't, I know, Jimmy, me and you have talked about this. The one thing that steers me away from that is the steering handle can only be on the left side. 
and I steer with my right side. That's the good thing. I, that's the thing I like about Jackson is it's on both sides, so you know you can take your pick. And I hold my rod in my left hand, so and I'm constantly adjusting to keep myself moving. So I, I'll cast out, and I'll be holding my rod, and I'll reach down and adjust or whatever I need to do, then come back up and reel, reach down, adjust. And I couldn't do that if I had to reach down. I'll here. tell you what, we've identified your problem. I'm gonna talk with. I'll say something to Everett Park. Because, like, based off of the way that works, there's no reason that it couldn't yeah. be on the other side. Sure. So, well, then, maybe I can get them to just basically flip the, <laughs> flip the mount and then we can talk about it again. Just, I mean, just that, make one. Make one for me, and I'll take it, and nobody else can have it. <laughs> it would only be, like, a couple more, because I pre-drill it for the pivot drive handle. I mean, it'd only be a couple dollars more. Seems like that that wouldn't be an issue. So. And if it's something that's too out, I got plenty of buddies that have CNC mills and 3D printing. We'll make it happen. <laughs> All right. Yes. So now to the show to what we were here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we were going to talk about uh, crates and kayak storage, and um, you know. Uh, talk to people who actually know what they're doing my my kayak is a mess i oh then i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> <laughs> mine's still uh, a mess and I, i'm supposed to know what i'm doing um i i actually run i have a crate on the back of mine in a crate bag i forget i, I was gonna try and see if i could share my screen but i don't want to screw anything up so i can i was gonna, just gonna show you guys a picture of mine i it was something i, like I bought off at amazon the but field? it works for, no it's it's that one can you see that Oh, that's cool. It actually it, it fully encloses it. It's waterproof. It, it and you know and it's the only thing is it's zippered shut. Wait, no, and, there's like there's a milk crate in that. Yes. Oh, well, that's nifty. Yeah. So it actually works really well. And then like I go ahead, Ryan. Do you buy that all together, or do you just buy that and then get a milk crate and put it in it? Yeah. No, I I had the milk crate already. It it's just it, you put the milk okay. crate in there and. That's um, cool. So you can see well, it has like a pocket some info because like for sides. people that don't have the extra money to spend, that's awesome. Yeah, it was I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks on Amazon. It really wasn't crazy. And it has lots of pockets and stuff. And I mean, it 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 doesn't hold a ton of stuff, but it you can, those are the big uh, boxes. It can hold two of the big boxes from uh, Plano, but uh, it's actually nice. crammed full of stuff. But um, I've been looking at the Yak Gadget stuff because I feel like that's going to be way easier and quicker to get into. So I love the yeah, gadget crate. Yeah. I, like, I, I need to order. I, it sucks because I finally went, I started going like minimalistic and coming up with different ways to carry tackle on my F12. Uh, I'd got it down to an angle cooler, a 16 quart angle cooler that would hold some of my boxes. And then it's got a little tray in it. And then I also had went completely com with no box where you had, I'd, fabricated some hobie plano holders on the tracks and i did all of that and finally got how I, everything how i wanted it and was like okay i've saved weight blah 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 and then i finally got my hands on the xd crate the xl for the bigger boats from john at yak gadget and that all went out the window and now i'm back to using the crate because that thing's just so awesome and see mine i, I have the other one i mean we're both on the yak gadget team so we're obviously going to talk about that but I, I had the black pack for a long time, and uh, the black pack that that's a great crate. It holds a lot of rods. I had I think eight on mine, but uh, it's 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 a good crate, no problems with it. Really durable, like everything Yak Tech makes. But the thing that kind of sets apart the Yak gadget for me, I have the smaller one. I only use 3600s. I have, I actually like, and I use all 3600s, but I like the ones with the holes. Like that, you can't find them anymore. But I bought a bunch of them because I knew they were they were not going to sell them anymore. So if something happens, I get some water in my crate. I just kind of open them all up and just put a fan over them so they dry out. So it's not a problem. But the um, I can fit eight in there, and that's more than I ever take. I I actually keep my tackle pretty minimal. Like I, I don't I don't carry a lot of different colors, things like that. I keep it pretty simple. I have a lot of techniques. But I, I keep each one really simple. Like yeah. spy bait, I might only have two, so I I don't keep anything crazy. I, I keep it at the house and then fill up as I have to whenever I lose something. And um, that that's easier for me, so I know if I need to order something too. 
But on my Yak Gadget crate, something I did, and you can look back at my Facebook, and if anybody wants to know, you can message me. The smaller, I have the smaller one because I have a new Canoe Pursuit. It fits perfectly the 12 inch uh, Yak Gear, I'm sorry, Yak Attack track mount. This I have the silver one where the screws on top and the screws on bottom, it's two parallel things of screws. And then I have, you can fit four Omega rod holders. And I have them going back. So whenever I went to a new canoe, I really want a fast sleep. Storage. That's like the big thing I want on my kayak. So I wanted to figure out how to do it. And because of the way the, the Yak gadget uh, crate is, because it's slanted, kind of like at, not a 45, a little bit less than that. So the way my um, the rod holder sit is almost parallel to that slant, the way the rods go up. So the rod, if I had it, so if you have a square crate, as I know people can't see us at the house, but if you have a square crate and you have the rod holder sitting on the end, your rods would hit it. But because it's angled like this, then all my rod, because it's slanted down, all my rods fit on that uh that track so i'm able to have all my rods horizontal now hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That was when I saw that setup. I I really liked it, and um, I was. That's one another one of the things that really dri- is driving me towards that. So it it just seems like I was looking at ways to do the horizontal uh, storage for my rods, and that seems like pretty much the easiest way there is, really. It's it's hard to explain it like without seeing a picture of it, but because of the slant of the way the box is, you can keep your rods horizontally if you put a track on the back, and uh, so it that's worked great. It's got a bag on the front, like a waterproof bag with a tape seal, uh, tape seam, so you can always keep a like I keep my extra line. I usually keep a pack of six and eight pound line in there, and my sunglasses, and then like a rag. So I can keep all my stuff in there. If it's eight thirty six hundreds plus some room on top, so I'm able to put my graph. I have a seven inch Raymarine element that fits in there on top of my eight boxes, and the uh, kind of the top on it. Rather than having a hard top like the Yak Attack Black Pack does, it's got bungees, and the bungees are strong enough to where it can move up. So you can put a lot of extra stuff in there. So it's not only eight boxes you could have in there. You could probably have 10 or 12 because uh, the bungees move up enough that you can fit more stuff in there so yeah it's it, it i mean really even if i wasn't on the yak Ga- like yak gadget team i would have that box because it's a better mousetrap it it just is again wow. yeah i'm i'm not i'm not dogging yak attack because I, I got their rod holders on there they make fantastic products i just think that their box that the yak gadget box is better yeah i I seeing it, man. I, I really want one because that the easy accessibility of that top. But yeah, the easy accessibility and still being secure, so you ain't got to worry about stuff coming out of there. Man, it's awesome. I actually almost bought one. A dude locally was selling one, but he was he's like kind of north Nashville, and I'm. Like 40 miles south of Nashville, and our schedules never really lined up, so I never ended up being able to get it. But I'm gonna get one one day. Yeah, they're but, worth it. So like, it's, but because it's on a slant too, it's easier to see in. So if you have a yeah. square box, it's harder. To see. Yeah, you can't see in it. That's easy. what I was gonna say. Is like it, the the shape of the box is it's more ergonomically correct. Like you can, if you're a person that pays attention to how you load your crate. So like. I have the XL version, so it's got six rod holders, the three basically shelves, and the top shelf, I lay a 3,700 in horizontally. That's my terminal tackle. The next shelf down, I have four 3,600s in it. 
And then the bottom shelf, I have my spinnerbait box and just like my scale and odds and ends in. But you can, like, if you always load your box the same way, I because of the shape and angle, even with the bungee waterproof cover on it, I can just reach back, pop the bungee off, know exactly what box I'm grabbing without, I mean, I can turn around in my boat really easy, especially with the swiveling seat in the frontier, but I don't have to. Like, if for some reason it's, like, real fast and or I'm coming up to, like, a rapid or something like that, I can grab something really quick without losing sight of what's going on. And then the like, I'll probably end up getting the smaller one for the Flint because the the XL is huge. It's got uh, I took it. It's got four on the four rod holders on the back and then two on the sides, and they're all vertical. Something I figured out that I could do to make it fit in the Frontier better was take the outside two and angle them down a little bit and rescrew them in. So now I've got four facing up and two facing more back, which I don't ever carry them all like that. I usually keep rods in front of me, but. Uh, you can put a lot, a lot of gear in it, uh, like a crazy amount of gear in it. Because when I went to Wisconsin, like I just used that to carry all the stuff in the truck up there. And I mean, I had that bungee bag sitting like that, just gear piled under it and soft plastics and all sorts of stuff. But it's not the, like right now, that that's not the only crate. Like that's the only crate I use in the Frontier. But I have like a completely different setup for my, for my Flint because I go kind of minimalist in it because I'm usually dragging that boat somewhere. But uh, I've tried a bunch of different stuff with it. And the Flint's got, like, built-in 3,600 holders on the sides. And then, uh, like, I've got the console on the front, and you can bungee a 30, like, I bungee my 3,700 terminal box in the front. And you could slide boxes there, but I use that 16-core Ingle cooler. And you can fit four 3,600s inside, still fit three bottles of water, still put the tray in the drawer, or it's got like a little slide tray. You can still put that tray in there, and then I can keep all of my line, like my gloves, my mend it, and other stuff like that. And it, it works real well, and it's really lightweight, and it's waterproof. And it's got strap slots on it. And they're they're relatively cheap. I think it was like 50 bucks, and then if you're not fishing with it, you can throw drinks in it and, you know, do your thing. If you're trying to figure out between the two Yak Gadget crates, the... The smaller one holds 3600s width-wise, and the, the larger, the XL, holds 3700s width-wise. So that, that, that's kind of the size difference. I need to see if that large one will fit in my Outback. Uh, that's the only thing I'm not sure of. And you can hold them vertically. They just wouldn't be able to 37s. <clears throat> yeah, down, long ways. Right. And then do you guys, like... My terminal tackle, I actually have some like the hope my hope my outback has a, a a bin in the floor that I keep some of my most used terminal tackle in. But then I also have a smaller box back behind me in in my crate. But um, I, I was thinking about trying to get one of those 3700 terminal boxes because they just put everything all in one spot, so it's not like oh what's where where are these hooks are in they at that box or are they behind me, you know. I've done a little bit of everything because terminal tackle is the one thing that used to drive me nuts storing um like i've i used to do it where it'd be like technique specific like if this box was for whatever that's where those hooks would be um i've tried doing stuff where like i'd put wacky hooks in a bag of cinco's but you typically go through them faster than you go through the hooks so that didn't work um i've tried the little bitty i don't even know what a 3400 maybe plano series um that works good for like throw and go trips um because usually i'm not throwing anything crazy in that it'll have like a couple wacky hooks some three and four off straight shanks and that i mean weights and that's about it you know bobber stops or pegs um tried the well i never i never bought the bass mafia terminal coffin but a buddy of mine has it and i kind of played with his and i just didn't really like it was too many steps to get to something um that being said it's you can pop out the things like the individual containers in it you can just carry those and that works pretty cool but that box is you know fairly expensive for a box um but academy just when i say just i think it was beginning of this year they have the h2o express 3700 waterproof terminal box which is like their take on the Bass Mafia box, but it doesn't have the containers with the clear lids on it. 
and that made it perfect. It's got tons of space in it, and it still has the foam inserts for the weights and the hooks, but there's nothing else to open. When you open it, there they are, and that box has worked perfect. And with it fully loaded, I have like all but one slot filled in it. I carry way too much tungsten, way too many hooks. I mean, I, I all the way up to swim bait underspin hooks that are like 9 and 10 aught that I'll never use, but <laughs> it'll still float with all that in it, which is wow. pretty impressive. And, and who makes that one? It's only $20, right? Yeah, H2O wow. Express. It's from Academy Sports, and it was $14.99 when I bought it. Wow. Okay. That's way it was, cheaper than the plain one. Yeah, I would have never tested the floating thing, but the guy that did the review on YouTube uh, was dipping it to show that it was waterproof, and it fell out of his hand and just floated up. So I was like, well, i got to try that loaded. and With, with, with gear in? Yeah, fully, fully loaded with gear. It floated right back up because it's so airtight. Wow. Yeah, I kind of, I, like... I'm so I'm such a researcher. Like I have to know whenever I kind of get on a subject, I have to know everything about everything with it. So, like I research that box. I research and and that box is great, especially for the money. Uh, I mean, it's easily the best value around. And uh, you know, the Calcos that's great because the uh, well, what is it? The Battle Box because yeah. it's got the round ones with the plungers that go on top, and that's cool. But if you're thinking about if it's got like the little film canister deals, I'm not putting down that product. It's it's obviously well made and awesome. But if you've got like the little film canister deals that you're keeping everything in, then you have a lot of space, wasted space around where those canisters are. Because I mean, if you put a bunch of round things in a square box, then you've lost There's a bunch of space. space. Yeah, exactly. So I I totally stole this idea from Alan uh, Alan Reed. Uh, his YouTube is under under the radar fishing, so check him out. He's a he's from Indiana, but he did something instead of using the new Plano Edge terminal tackle box, he used the thirty Plano the new the Edge one, the thirty seven hundred, just the regular tackle box, the double deep one, the real deep one. And inside of that, he used two by three little plastic baggies you can get off Amazon for like two dollars they're super cheap and i've went to that and i've got everything from shaky heads to it's just got a ton of holes and all your hooks can stand up tall so there's plenty of rooms like up to probably a seven or eight odd hook you can still get in there so i have all my terminal tackle all my finesse stuff like i mean shaky heads uh, you know all, all that little tiny stuff bobber stops everything everything small i have in that box now it all fits, and it. it's been like I have it on a Yak Attack T Rain leash onto my uh, fusion seat in the new canoe, so I have it on a, a tether. So I guess that would be kind of the only bad part is the door. Whenever you're trying to open it, it like it's not. I don't love the door on it the way it opens up. That would be the only negative to me. So if I'm getting it with one hand, I keep it behind my seat, and it's on a tether. It's it's just a little cumbersome to try to do, but besides that, the box is awesome. Yeah, so so it fitting all your terminal tackle with those little plastic bags. I wrote on each one of them saying what they are, and if I'm if it's something I'm just using, like kind of Jimmy was saying, if I'm using shaky heads, I'll take those shake that bag of shaky heads and I'll put it in my life jacket, and then I've got all the shaky heads. So if I lose one, I don't have to go back in my box. Yeah. Okay. And for anybody listening, you know, some like like for for Dan that works. My like my whole thing is less steps to get to what I want. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. like the Calcoast box, I've I've almost bought it like fifty times. (laughs) I'm real close. Yeah. So it, but it's it's one, it's huge, and two, it's just so many things to open to get to things. Like I do love that you look down and the lid, you label the lid. Like okay, that's this hook, that's that hook. But that's like, like I always store stuff exactly the same. So when I open that 3700, I could you could blindfold me. I could probably tell you where like these are the wacky rig hooks. The one next to it on the left is the smaller size. Okay. If you go down two squares and over, that's four alt straight shank, four alt wide gap. Like, but because that's how I do it, I pay attention to where my stuff is and I don't really change it up much until I. The only time I really change anything up is if like. I make like a change. Like when I started throwing the uh, wicked weights 
uh, Wicked Willows. Like, I was throwing a bigger profile underspin before, and it was a bigger slot, so I had to move stuff around to make sense to accommodate. So that's when that would happen. But, but it's just different for everybody. I have a buddy that keeps all of his terminal in a, a the 3400, and it's plenty for him. And like I said, when I go on like a creek trip, which lately I haven't been doing it, I used to go down to a smaller one. Now I just that big 3700 is just so organized. I just take the whole thing. Yeah, there's that. There's a lot of different options out there for different ways to do your terminal tackle. It is. I don't know if there's a perfect answer, but there's definitely something you can figure out to to kind of make it your own. Oh yeah, you can like like you were saying in the PFD. I've seen a lot of guys do that with the small Ziploc bags, or like they won't unbag their hooks when they buy them. Yeah. So like this pocket will be like, well, these are my three aughts, and then this is my wacky rigs and stuff like i've seen a got a lot of guys do that but, yeah, I've, I've seen some people where they'll have a a regular terminal tackle box and then they'll have like one of those little fly boxes where they keep this stuff for that day like they if they know they're going to throw something they'll just keep that little fly box in in their life jacket that brings i need to i wish i could find it it's somewhere in the room I, they their amazon has a double-sided fly box that's about this big that is probably one of the smartest ways to carry your terminal tackle. Like, period. Like, like Fluke Master used that one, right? Actually, I think he does, yeah. 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 And, like, if, according to what PFD you have, because Fly Fisherman, it's all about what you can carry, you could get all of your tungsten and hooks in this thing in your pocket. And it's not... The, the double-sided one, you're not losing, like, well, I can't take these hooks. You can literally take every... Like, I saw a guy had... Had his like backup treble hooks and stuff in it, like tons of room in a little bitty fly box. I think if if I were going to be like I came from the bass boat side, if I were going to go back to that or I had I did both, I would probably have the battle box because you wouldn't be yeah. worried about size. Yeah, so yeah. that I I think that one's probably the like like you were saying the bass mafia one that one's too much for me. So to me, the battle box, if you just have like a Titan or or you have a giant kayak and, and maybe you can have multiple boxes, that's probably where you can get the most organized. If you're the OCD person and you have to have everything perfect, I would probably go for that one, the battle box. But besides that, there's a lot of other DIY answers, you know. I think that like in from my perspective, if like anybody, we're, I don't let's say someone from academy's listening or the h2o express brand if they made that that's right they made that same box in a 3600 i'd never buy another terminal tackle box because that's my only complaint is i wish it was a little smaller like it fits fine and everything in my crate and all that but instead of me when i do do my little minimalistic trip it would just take up that little bit less space you know i could put it in a couple other places but Whatever. Yeah, I could use some of those too because, you know, when I flipped my kayak last week, no, I found out none of my boxes are waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> I had water in all of them, and then I lost my go-to box. It, I never saw it after I flipped, so I'm sure it sank quick. Yeah, I've been lucky so far. I was curious about the yak attack or the uh, yak gadget crate with flipping. Do you think that would that bungee would hold that? cover on there as long as you have so. all four yeah okay. like because it, it's it's easier to take off but because it, it kind of goes around four hooks as long as you had it all four hooks on like you're you know you pay attention and you make sure it's on there every time yeah i, I, I think it'd be fine if i could do one better than that i put my terminal tackle and my 43600s in mine and flipped mine upside down and shook it and nothing came out so okay. i would think like he said if you have them hooked which that's something you'll have to that I like. I make sure I pay attention to when I'm on the water, is I make sure I hook it back on when I'm done because, you know, great crate strapped in, the crate's not going anywhere. But if you don't have that hooked in, you will lose your stuff if you flip. Well, after our conversation last week, I start. I used to when I get out on the water, I'd unzip mine because it's a pain to yeah. kind of zip it and unzip it, and I would let it unzipped. But then after. 
that conversation last week, I started just uh, keeping it zipped all the time, just on the odd chance that that happens. So yeah, I, I feel You're bad. Welcome. That's <laughs> I did. I feel it bad for you, for you, Ryan. But after you explained where you were, a it could have been way worse because you flipped in a strainer. And but like B, you're stupid for doing that by yourself, man. You got to be careful around those down trees like that. Because like all yeah, the I'm, guys I fished with today were talking about, they listened to it. They was like, man, it sounds like Ryan almost, you know, drowned for real. He's like, does he not know what strainers are? And I was like, man, he's he's new to that kind of stuff. I was like, but I don't think he he knew how serious that situation could have been. So to so do better. Oh, trust me, I'm I'm avoiding. Anytime I go back, I'm avoiding that tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cast that eddy over there. Fish can be in it. I don't care. They they can stay over there. I don't. Well, I ain't here, messing with them. Explain that to us, Jimmy. Since I mean, you're, you're somebody. You've been in a kayak longer than me. Explain a strainer. All right. So I'll do it from his story. So a strainer is basically an obstruction. And okay, first off, we're in moving water, creek, river. It doesn't matter. A strainer would be an obstruction that is down in the water that's allowing water to rush or pass under it. Now, there's probably a more technical definition. Drew Gregory can correct me on that. That'd be awesome. But um, the dangerous thing with a strainer is what the current does in that area is that sometimes it's funneling in, so the current under the surface is faster. From the way you explained your story, Ryan didn't even really know what happened. He was there one minute, and the next minute he's out of the boat. And I've been very close to having that happen from a cross current. You're literally sitting there, and the next thing, you just feel the weight shift, and it's because it's basically washing the bottom out, kind of curling it. Um, but the dangerous part of the strainer is, you know, if your tree's hanging branches or anything like that down, because of the funneling flow of the water, it's going to want to pull you down to it. And you know, wearing your PFD, even with your PFD on, it can suck you down to the branch, and you can get snagged up, and then you're there because, I mean... I can't remember all the numbers, but water per square foot moving at such a rate, you know, stronger and heavier than you are. So it, it can become a very bad situation very quick. Like, I don't I don't get scared about running rapids too much or doing stuff like that. But when when we hit a creek and I see a strainer, I immediately start slowing my rate down and back paddling and try to find a way around it. Now, if it's super shallow water, I don't really worry about it. But, I mean, you can drown in a foot of water, like. Uh, we've had uh, we had a local guy tablespoon. here. Yeah, we we had a guy a local guy here flip on a fun trip, and he got he got caught under the tree. It was a weird setup. He could barely get his head above the water, but his head kept hitting his kayak, so he could not get up. And everybody wow. thought he was fine until they realized he didn't come out the other side. And we're talking like I think he said it was like maybe waist deep water. But way, the way he was stuck and with his boat being shoved into the tree, he was there. But, yeah, so little side note for the new people if you're getting into the moving stuff. Strainers are dangerous. Low-head dams are dangerous. Just If you're going to do something you think might be sketchy, just make sure you go with somebody. Especially you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like this isn't quite as bad as is what after the incident, you know, when I was looking for my stuff, you know, I was holding my kayak. I I was walking and I like walked all in front of this tree and stuff. Um, like where I hit trying to feel for my stuff that I had lost. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't take much. Like if for some reason when you flipped, you had hooked a branch just right to a point where it held you underwater. Like, you could panic and drown that fast. Yeah. Like some people don't have a cool enough head to, all right, calm down, where am I stuck, hold your breath. Okay, you know, even I've seen guys, like, get hooked and take off their PFD. Like, because that's how snagged up they were. But, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that unless you're a phenomenal swimmer. Because it just... But, yeah, I... We're getting off on a tangent here. It just, I was worried about you when you explained that. And guys that I float with, like, we had a conversation about a day, and they was like, man, that sounded sketchy. Does he not know about that? And I was like, man, he's new to all that. So, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of it till you said something about it. But, uh. And some but of yeah, them, like, 
if I've done it before, just wade fishing. I've seen them where it's flat on top and just a barely a little bit of bubbles and foam coming out, and you go stand next to it, and it'll almost suck your feet out from under you. Wow. Because the current on the bottom, because the way the water is being rushed under, the current on the bottom is worse than the current on the top. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right, so back to back to storage, guys. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be looking out. But, uh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, what so do you use I, on the back of yours? I was going to ask. I, I couldn't remember exactly what your setup is like. I've just got a milk crate, uh, just a Walmart milk crate. I actually bought two of them, and I cut the bottom out of one of them, and I got it on the top as a lid. And uh, took some, uh, I took some PVC, and I believe it's like one and a half inch PVC, and uh, you know I basically notched them out, like notched out the reel, notched out zip tie to the side of my crate, and I've got four of them on there, and they're all horizontal, and basically it's like full circle on the end, put my rod end in and uh, <laughs> okay. That, oh no. <laughs> technical malfunction. Okay. He made so, himself laugh. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, unintentionally. <laughs> that was unintentional. But yeah, the, the end of the rod uh, goes into the part that's still full, like Still a full piece of PVC there. Sorry, I got something that popped up on my screen there when my microphone the reel to sit. And then there's like a cupped area for the rod to lay in. And uh, it did pretty good holding my rods when I flipped. You know, I didn't yeah. lose any rods. That's good. Just broke your favorite one. Yeah, but it, that wasn't the crate though. That's where I set it on the front. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's, I don't mean to rehash your, your bad, your bad experience, but man, that's, you know. That, no, you learn well, from stuff like that, man. Yeah, nobody wants to flip you. You're going to lose some stuff no matter what. Yeah, I, I haven't, like I said. In my before. very, my very first tournament, I flipped. Luckily, I was in shallow water, so I didn't really lose a lot. <clears throat> I lost, I broke a couple of things, but and I lost like a pair of pliers, but I, I got real lucky. It's just totally my fault. Just new, you know. I, I've came really close twice. One wasn't my fault. I got hooked on a rock, and the boat shifted sideways, and it was tipping over. And I was fine. I was in shallow water, and I put my foot down. My buddy had his head down and was tying something on and didn't notice and ran straight into me. <laughs> and <laughs> then I came out, but I just landed on my feet. But I got in a uh, – I'm trying to think of what it would be called, but I came down a waterfall – and came out of the chute, and it swirls left. Well, that water spins. Came down a waterfall? Well, it's a drop-off. A rapid. If you looked at it from the <laughs> downside, it looks like a waterfall, but it's actually just a giant mossy rock. So you slide down it real. Like, it looks intimidating. It is the most fun thing in the world. Um, but the bottom washes out to the left, and I was going through, and the water wa washed under me like I was talking about. And the way I thought I was needed to be leaning was wrong. So it actually picked the flint up on its side like this. And I've got two buddies that were with me that can attest to it. I was leaning over the right side around the hole with my hand in the scupper hole. And I somehow <laughs> kept the boat on its side and got it back down in the water. And I never lost anything. But that's the closest I've come to coming out of the boat. It sounds like something on Fast and the Furious kayak edition. If you had heard the audio, it wasn't that. <laughs> because it was, there was a whole lot of me yelling and laughing and profanities, and it was funny. So something, getting back to the storage, we talked about all the crate storage and, like, storing your planos and stuff. I have got, like, a gold product for keeping my soft plastics, but I want to know what y'all keep y'all soft plastics in now. I cram them in my crate. <laughs> there you go. Cramming them in the crate. I've got a $10 tackle bag from Walmart that zips up that I just throw them all in there and throw that on top of my crate. Dude, I think I've used every one of those that them and Academy have ever came up with, and they all work great. Yeah, I have the H2O Express, the Academy deal. It's like a, 
a little pack with a, I don't know, it's 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 kind of like a Letterman's bag if you ever seen one of those. Yeah. Except yeah. like it, it'll it holds like probably 12, 14 packs of plastics in there. Plus I keep my my Bam spray and some uh, dye, so I can keep all that in there. It's it's a little small. Like I, I wish, like you were saying, their box you want to be a little smaller. I want their bag to be just a little bigger. They have. I don't know if they still make it. I know the H2 Express, they had a bait binder that yeah. a buddy of mine has that's blue. And I think when we counted it out, he had like 40 or 50 bags of plastics in it. Wow. Like, I, I, it's man, like that tall when he's uh, got it packed. It looks like it's about to explode. I've never used the binder. That seems like you were saying earlier where it's like you have to do more than one thing to get to them. Yeah. Like you have to. And that's like one step too many for me. Mine that's what's, open up and there they are but yeah that's kind of what and like i like the idea of it but the more you stack the more it swells mm-hmm. and it just doesn't become efficient and then it's hard to put it anywhere yeah. so what yeah. i've swapped to this year was so here's something hard for everybody to store is kitex or anything that comes in clamshells yes i need so this. for that the bass mafia money bags are you can fit i can't even tell you how many i've got in one of them i bet you i've got 20 different things of kitex and they're still in their packaging but that bass mafia money bag you can fit them side by side and then you alternate the packages and you could like i seriously probably have 20 or more packs of kitex in one and but the the middle zipper or the middle ziploc and the zipper just easily zip even with all that in there they're waterproof they're like they're not puncture proof, but they're pretty hard to poke a hole in because it's super thick. Uh, I guess it's plastic. It's probably some kind of like silicone base or something. But uh, and then for soft plastic bags like your worms and stuff, the KVD worm bags are amazing. They're cardboard lined. They're like a faux leather. They're not waterproof, but they have two sizes. They have the small, which I think it says can hold. 12 packs of worms in it, eight, something like that. I can tell you right now, I've got 25 packs of worms in one of them and it's wow. not swollen and it zips perfect. And I carry two of those. <laughs> I keep like power fishing finesse. I kind of separate it up. Um, and then they have one that's like, it's basically two of them together. So you can put two rows of bags in it and it'll hold the clamshell stuff in it too. I just didn't want to mix all of it up, but those things are like, I think the small one's 12 bucks and the big one's 20. And I have beat the mess out of mine. They've been filled up with water, and they just keep on going. I haven't broke the zippers. I haven't broke the handles. And, like, they're perfect, like, in the frontier and the flint. I can put them back to, like, butt to butt, and they'll sit right under the front of the seat, or they'll sit right behind the seat, and you can get them without. And if you pack them kind of like I did, like, this is, like, Cinco's and, like, drop shot worms. I know the one on the right is that, and then the one on the left is, like, crawls and bugs and stuff pretty cool little bag and it's cheap see i was excited when you started I've talking about that, uh, the... that's that big C. Yeah, sorry i think i'm lagging again so you're lagging bro <laughs> but yeah z-man has a big one I, i've been looking at that for a while like i hate that it's baby blue because it you know it would just look weird to me in my kayak but besides that like i would be able to keep a lot more stuff in there so i'm I'm kind of thinking about that, about going to that one. Something I've I, seen uh, people using that actually works way better than I thought it would is those tackle rolls, if y'all know what I'm talking yeah, about. That, yeah, raptor, raptor rolls. Raptor, yeah. yeah. A buddy of mine has one that's just for his like big swim baits, like his depths and his big S waivers. Because that's the problem for everybody that throws swim baits is where you put them. I mean, I can't. I don't have swim baits half that size that I can't put in boxes because they're too tall. But he's probably got 20 different swim baits, and they all roll up nice and neat, and he can just throw them in a crate in the back. Wow, that's an expensive roll. Yes, yeah. When he brought it to Gunnersville, uh, it was it's Matt from formerly from Hook One. Uh, he brought it to show me a couple of his new ones, and he rolled it out on the tailgate, and I took a picture of it. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I've never seen three thousand dollars laying right here, you know, on a tailgate like this before." Tethered that dude down. Yeah, I wouldn't take the whole bag with me. There's no way. 
Me and him are supposed to go fishing sometime. We ain't been able to link up, though. Yeah, he got a new job, so he's been kind of yeah. busy. He was coming hey. to Gunnersville every week, and now he's living a real life and working. <laughs> Dan, yeah. I, actually, uh, I actually have the um, Z-Man binder, and the only thing I don't like about it is the only place it fits on my kayak is under the seat. So, Well, well the, the new – it's not the binder. It's like they have a new – I don't know, a big, like, rectangular deal. It's kind of like a miniature duffel bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, something totally different they just came out with. Do you not like putting stuff under your seat, Sean? Uh, Well, um, when I take, if I have to um, paddle, like in the river when it's shallow, I have to take my drive out and I have to put it somewhere. So I usually put my fins under my seat. And I also put my net there when I'm not, when I don't have it out. And I have the Z-Man binder there, so um, it's not really easy to get anything out of there when all that stuff is kind of crammed under there. So, And then stuff falls out of your seat if you flip. Right. I found that out. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I have it wedged under there, like you said, right? Like I've got the seat yeah. raised up on the Frontier, and I actually have a drawer under it. And I was thinking about that when you we were talking about you flipping the other day, and I was like, Man, I usually keep all of the expensive stuff I'm using at that time right in that thing, and it's not tethered down. There's no lid. If you, if I got too far on the side, it's gone. That's so I need to re- reevaluate that. I've been life yeah. on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> flirting with disaster. That's how I live my life. Well, that was the other thing I ordered after last week's episode was a tether for my uh, for my fins. Because um, when I wedge them under my seat, if I flip, they'd be gone too. And that would be really, really expensive. Dude, I would go home so fast and just drive. <laughs> That's an expensive yeah. loss. Like, I've lost a rod. That's expensive. If my Hobie drive went to the I'd bottom, the I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Um, Brian, do you have anything else? You Any other tackle stories you wanted to cover i'm trying to think of other things that i've dealt with or problems that i haven't overcome yet one thing like my my jackson had actually kind of pockets on the side of the seats that i could put in to uh 3600 boxes and that was awesome i missed those on the hobie um now the hobie has those kind of spots in the side rail that you can put the little bungee over and but i don't put them in there i it just seems like they're in the way then. So, yeah, the 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 Flint has something similar to that on it, and I love it. Whether I put the boxes in it or not, like I usually will have like the box I'm using on the left, and then the slot on the right is usually like the plastics I'm using right now. Because you can, it's a stretchy bungee. You can put ten bags of plastics right there, and that's just like at the end of the day, it makes cleanup easier. It's like I got my yeah, gadget cup holder with all of my spent baits. Got my all the plastics I use today. Close them up, throw them in the truck, and then to take the boxes out and load them up and go. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else that I has been a headache. I, what do you I, do for dry storage? I, for well, I, I was about to ask about dry bags. I don't have any dry storage on my on my Outback. I used to have I, on my Jackson. I had a, a seatback bag, but uh, on my my Hobie, I don't have anything. The, so. the bag they use on the ja- the the old Sea Line bags, those are high quality uh, watertight bags. I tried to keep mine when I sold my Jackson, but the guy was like, "Hey, uh, where's that seat bag?" And I was funny, like, oh. "Funny story. Last year, I bought a Blim model Kusa HD from a guy." that works at Jackson. I bought it just because the price one, it was brand new. I got it for like 800 bucks. It came with three seats and every accessory Jackson has ever included on any of their boats. That's why I bought it. (laughs) It came with the sweet cheeks from the whitewater boats, which for anybody that know what that is, it's like a bead filled inflatable ish bag to sit on. And it's like sitting on heaven. It's just, it's kind of big and awkward. But it came with that, all the dry bags they've ever done, the, the, the literally everything. I literally bought that boat, got all those accessories, and then sold the boat to a buddy like two weeks later for what <laughs> I paid for it. I just wanted the accessories. Wow. And, like, and I still have two Jackson spare seats sitting in my uh, shed right now 
that I will never need. But one of y'all, I mean, I know like I know Jackson guys, Ryan's Jackson guy. You ever need a seat? Hit me up, bro. I got like I think all, both of mine are all the new elite seats too. Hey, if it'll fit, yeah. I, I luckily I didn't lose that one. I flipped. If I ever do, though, I'll be hitting you up. You'll be you'll be the stand up paddleboard really quick. Yeah. You can see him like but, uh, bent over pedaling with his hands. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I've actually I've actually done that like while I'm like trying to look at something. I've like just grabbed it and cranked. <laughs> Dude, I do. I uh, my buddy called it trolling. I do that with my Frontier with a pivot drive all the time when I'm fishing down a bank. I turn my seat sideways and I'll just reach over with my right hand, crank the lever a few times, ease down the bank, crank the lever a few times. It works pretty good. <laughs> He's talk, talking about dry bags, though. That's definitely... I think everybody should at least keep one small one. Um, yeah. I've I, I never used one before I got my Jackson, but the Byte, F, the Byte FD don't have any uh, any type of storage as far as, like, internal. Like, there's no compartments no or something like that. Yeah. And so I, I got some essentials that I keep on the kayak, like rain gear first aid kit um i can always keep a pack of like zip ties and bungees in there because you never know when they might come in handy uh just stuff like that and you know, i needed somewhere to put that so i ended up buying like just a walmart brand drive bag i think it was like 12 or 15 bucks you know so nothing crazy i used and, to do like backpacking hiking stuff and i'm a, a gear whore the Walmart brand dry bags are actually very underrated. Like, I've put mine through tons of tests, and it is actually pretty watertight. They're just not, the nylon's not as strong against, like, tearing. Yeah. But other than that, like, that's a, I we'll think see. they're perfect for kayaks. Well, see, mine, I put it on the front of the kayak, you know, in the well. You know, it's got the bungee cords over the front. Well, I just stick it under the bungees, and then... You know, whenever you roll it up, it comes together and just snaps. Well, I just snap it around the bungee. That way, if it ever some the bungees, it'll still be holding on. But when I flipped it, the kayak flipped completely over, so it had to be underwater and nothing was wet inside it. So it did its job. Yeah. What about you, Dan? You do any dry storage on yours? No, I, I mean, I have the front hatch on the Pursuit right now, and I, I keep stuff in, like, the gallon Ziploc bags, you know, the regular, uh, you know, regular stuff I keep in there. I also have one of those Bassmaster bags that you get whenever you do the membership. <laughs> Everybody's got them. <laughs> I, I, I keep my tools in one of those, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good I'll, one to keep tools in. Yeah, I'll keep a whole lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I, I usually use, I have a, I got it from Hook One. It's like a really thick material dry bag backpack. And I got it because I can fit my full rain suit in there, like a change of clothes. Um, that's what I keep my uh, Raymarine 9 in when, like, I'm traveling. I keep the cover on it and keep it in there. You can keep a towel in there. Like, you can pack a lot of stuff because it's like a 40 liter. But it also packs down, like if I just put my rain gear in it for like the flint, like you said, Ryan, like the flint don't have, it has a rear hatch, but it is not like accessible to you when you're like in it. Yeah. Um, and it's really small. It's just hull access is all it is. Um, but I'll, I'll just put it in the front and bungee it to the dash. Like if I'm doing a tournament in that boat, because it usually I'll only take my rain gear at that point, like that and a towel. But yeah, was, I, I, I have some dry bags that I would use. It just seems like if it's raining, I, I'm either wearing it or or it's dry or it's not raining. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm stubborn. Like like even at Logan Martin, I didn't put my rain gear on until I was like, okay, it's not gonna stop raining. So I guess I need to. <laughs> Mine's so comfortable. I, I I like being in it. You know. I need I need to upgrade. I yeah. won't dog on the brand that i have but i was very upset to know that my extremely expensive rain suit still soaked through i'll I'll say man no not a sponsor but gill Uh, their stuff is 
amazing. Like Gil, I'm Gil for life. Like Gil for life, throwing up gang signs. I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh God. God is legit. <laughs> I, I love their their stuff is amazing. You and I think uh, Jackson oh, were talking about it. Jackson yeah. Orr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got some really expensive rain gear too. You know, I got the uh, frog togs from Walmart. Frogs. Yeah. The thirty dollars set. Yeah. I have like a, a little set that you get for like twenty dollars that comes in a bag. And like sometimes I'll keep that, but it gets so warm down here. I I really don't I don't use it in the summer or anything. I just get wet. I just go with it. But uh Yeah, it it was raining this morning when I got out there for the tournament and I just dealt with it. in the rain, you know. Yeah, that was it was storming on our way to the river this morning and I just was like, I don't care. It's gonna be hot. Bring it. And then yeah. of course we got there. Today. It actually got cool this morning. Like it, it got to a point where I almost shivered. I was like, "Man, are we already getting into fall?" Yeah, I know it's coming into September, but one can only hope. Yeah. The <laughs> Alabama humidity. Oh man. man, that's gonna fall. I feel like it's gonna be what brings my confidence back up. You know, I've been struggling here lately quite a bit. But I feel like fall is going to bring my confidence only, back up. I'm only going to throw two baits in the fall, a fluke and a spook, and that's it. That's that's the only thing I need in the fall. i got to throw a jig. I just get them to come to the top. <laughs> a lipless. Six foot of water. A lipless in the in the fall. That That's my favorite bait. I need to throw a lipless more. I used to throw it all the time, and I just do not now. I think that's kind of the thing with it. Like I still throw it all the time, and I... I think it's so successful because jackhammers and everything else, people quit throwing them. Same like thing I, with spinner baits, you know. That's Jody Queen's Mr. Jackhammers <laughs> went back to whip and tail with a spinner bait. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know that. Whenever he was talking about that, that made me think. You know, Brad said he's never had much luck catching smallmouth with a jackhammer, or well, with chatterbait. So, you know, I was wondering if that was kind of the same thing with Joe. I can't remember if we asked him about if he usually used jackhammer with smallmouth. He said he just never had any luck on the Susquehanna with it, I believe. I, he said he's uh-huh. thrown it, uh, the chatterbait, but never had any luck. I've had luck at losing them on the Susquehanna, but that's about the extent <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever caught a... I don't think I've caught a smallmouth on a chatterbait. I bet you that, like, I was looking at that new stealth blade at a store this weekend. I bet you that would be better for smallmouth. Oh, they have like, stores now? Uh-oh. Yeah, well, up, up in Gunnersville, I was at Gunnersville Tackle Outdoors. That place is. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That place is. I amazing. can't go in there. I know. It's, they it's, encourage me to spend too much money, and I'm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They have, like, all the cool stuff you've never seen. It's It really. That store is amazing. That, they, uh, I might need to go yeah. for a little drive. Dude, it is worth the drive. Yeah, like, cool. I've got fed up before. That's like an hour from my house. I've been, like, tackle shopping, got fed up. I can't find what I was, drove there, because I know they'll have it, and I'll buy something else while I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I plan on coming down there and, you know, fishing with y'all some at some point, so. Well, well it yeah. sounds like that we may be coming to your neck of the woods on the 12th. I don't know. We'll, we'll see uh, how Me, Brian, and out. Jay are talking about it. Because uh, not many other people are going to make the meetup, so I think we're going to end up on like chick. Yeah. Mm, dang. I, we're, we're going camping that weekend. We're going to be on Smith Lake. We're we're either going to Chickamauga. Or I'm trying to talk them into going to the Collins River and go chase river smallmouth. And you won't probably wouldn't get a muskie right now. I'm sure the water's way too hot for it. But there's muskie in it. Huh. We'll cool. see. Well. I've got a tournament that day. Well, I'm supposed to have a tournament that day. Uh, after this weekend, I don't know if I want to do any more tournaments Man, for a while. Tournaments but, are overrated. Just come fish with us. I mean, it, it'd be kind of kind of crappy if I didn't show up whenever y'all come to my area. Well, <laughs> close to my area, anyways. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be up there for a check for the Bassmaster event in November. So, me too. I'm gonna donate some more of my money. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When we have Russ on, I'm, I'm gonna again. 
I'm going to just try and pay him to guide me around Chick for a little while. Hmm. He's probably oh. the one to ask. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Y'all, y'all just need to go in together on that. I'm just going to figure out what he drives and just wait for him to leave the captain's meeting. He's He's got Silverado with the... With with the dang Cadillac thing up front. See, Dan's already yeah. got it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm prepared. I'm following around. <laughs> I just gotta follow Dan's white trichoma. We're good. <laughs> well, well, we'll just all convoy behind Russ. Thirty-five people at one launch. Yeah. <laughs> and he would still whip our tails. Yeah, he gets there. Man, nobody's here. This is great. Oh Lord, look at all the people behind me. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, y'all got anything to touch on real quick before we start wrapping this up? Nope. Just, uh, as always, thanks for listening. Get, Wear your get BFD. Give one of them Yak nice. Gadget crates. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm That is you. on my list. That's, you don't need any other crate. If you need another crate, get both sizes. That's it. <laughs> like I'm straight up whether I was sponsored by them or not that crate is because I saw it way before I was part of his team I saw it at an expo that thing is awesome very well built it's lightweight like you'll love it yep. I strongly recommend it cool well Dan Jimmy I appreciate y'all jumping on here such late notice um you know, best wishes out there to, uh, uh, well, I ain't going to throw out his business, but our guest that we did have lined up, uh, best wishes to him. You know, hope he's feeling all right now. Um, but yeah, so this is coming out in the morning. So y'all listen to this on Monday, on Monday night. Check out Dan and Jimmy over on The Real Down if you don't already do a live stream on the Paddle and Finn Facebook page on Monday nights, 8 o'clock, right? Yep, that's right. And uh, if you can't... Snyder on this week. So Again, we're letting him host. He's going to ask us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you can't catch the live feed, you know, check them out on the podcast version on Tuesday. But, uh, other than that, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment bringing you the techniques, tricks, and tips to help you rip more lips. Later. <laughs> Good job. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC covers, protect your investment. Catch products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 